Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. If you'd like to listen to more of LPJ and Sphinx, make sure to check out Last Action Podcast, where they discuss action movies. If you're looking for more Matric, check out twitch.tv slash matriconstage. That's M-A-T-R-I-K. You can also check out his work on YouTube, and that's Matric on Stage there as well. For more of myself... Craig WK, you can listen to podcasts like The Legend of Retro and Noiseland Arcade. If you're interested in supporting Noobs and Dragons, you can go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media, where you can pay $5 a month for access to Behind the DM Screen, our behind-the-scenes monthly special. This show wouldn't be possible without our patron support. Thank you. So, Ophelia and Jean-Claude Pierre-Paul. The two of you have escaped from Jean-Claude's nightmare, but your nightmare has followed you. And instead of uh, Philip Barriel coming up with a bottle of wine, your nightmare has appeared and has, like, essentially announced that there's no escape. What did you do with Philip? Philip? Oh, and he just sort of looks back down the stairway to this uh, cellar, and he says, Hmm, yes, well, uh, in any event, uh, there is no escape, Jean-Claude. I'd appreciate it if you just handed over that case and, uh, well, took a little bit of a nap. No, I think I'll hold on to the case for now. Um, what was your name again? Nightmare? Uh, what, what, is that your real name or just an alias? Or? Too many blows to the head. Yes, yes. You may just refer to me as your nightmare. Eh, you won't be referring to me as such for long, you see. Oh, you're leaving. You're going to go back to uh, whatever hellhole you crawled out from. That'd be your good. Your body, yes, indeed. Oh, my body is a temple, my friend. <laughs> hellhole It is a temple. wonderful temple. Wonderful temple. Washboard abs. A few scars. Muscle, lots of muscle, lots of muscle. Stop selling, Jean-Claude. Oh, sorry. My apologies. I like my body. Um, <clears throat> so do we So we don't see any kind of uh, doorway. Oh, you know what? This isn't my dream, is it? This is somebody else's dream. It is. So we should be able to just leave like normal. Yeah, we should. So, uh, let's go find a door. Yeah, so there's a doorway uh, that leads into, like, a living room area. Uh, Standing in the doorway to the uh, uh, cellar is your nightmare. And then otherwise it looks like there's a door past your nightmare uh, that leads maybe to, like, a backyard. Want to try for the backyard? Let's try for the backyard. Okay. Sure, you get to the door, and... uh, as far as that goes, uh, did you want to try to link it with somebody else? Oh, yeah. Uh, Granny Yoris. Grandma, Grandma Yoris, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, now that it's no longer uh, uh, just your nightmare, Jean-Claude, the two of you can both try to make wisdom saving throws and see if you can connect to Grandma Yoris. Hey, good idea. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that I, ha- I am proficient in that. Uh, unnatural 20. Well, okay. I guess we just take yours. I mean, I still had a uh, 15. All right. So you guys get to the door and fling it open. And it, once again, is sort of like this kind of like wobbly, almost like a uh, like a portal that you're looking in. Did you want to jump through? Let's do it. Yeah. Absolutely. You guys jump through uh, the portal. And you guys open your eyes and find yourselves in what looks to be like a primeval forest. Uh, giant trees, uh, grass everywhere, 
Uh, it looks like there's a small campsite set up off to the side, uh, a small fire and like a, like a, a dead uh, log that's, you know, kind of rotting away that was, you know, sitting by the fire. And then probably about, uh, maybe about 100 feet away from this little campsite is uh, a ring of like wooden fence posts. And in the middle of the, this like, you know, dirt field is uh, what looks to be a, an enormous like wooden hut with a giant chicken leg jutting out of the bottom and the house is just sort of bouncing around as this leg is just sort of hopping as if it has a mind of its own. Let's head over there quick. Yeah, we chase we start chasing it down. Sure, you get to the the uh, the kind of the wooden gates uh, that you know kind of block this thing in, and the this weird like chicken house is dancing around. Uh, but it doesn't look like there's an easy way to get at it. What would you like to do? Uh, hey, Grandma Yoris, you in there? And the house stops for a moment. And you hear a voice go, yes? Yeah, it's me. It's uh, it's JCPP and Ophelia. We need your help. We uh, we got a nightmare following us. And he's really uh, kind of a pain in the ass. You see the old crone's head peek out the window. And she says, JCPP, PP, and Ophelia. Yeah, remember yeah. Us, we, vis- we visited you a while back. You made us bacon, and then you gave us a charm so that we could get through uh, Flamecore Pass. I haven't heard from you since. You two don't call enough. We don't. You're a wonderful lady, and I apologize for not calling you. We've been tied up, unfortunately. Big dinosaur chased us. We were in a castle with a ghost goblin thing. It was a and whole thing. disappeared. Zlysander's missing. He's gone. We have no idea what happened to him. We're a little worried. I'm a little worried. Uh, we'll fill you in on all the details. Uh, can we come in? Persuasion. With advantage. Uh, Jean-Claude, you're the one yelling at her. Twelve? I don't know. What if this is one of those... Dream scams I keep hearing about. Uh, I don't know about a dream scam. Uh, we, we were in a dream. We are not in a dream. Well, we're not in my dream anymore. We're in your dream. So it's not really a scam. It's the real deal. This is a real dream. That sounds like what a dream scam artist would say. Well, maybe talk to Ophelia. She's a lot smarter than I am. I don't know if that's true, Jean-Claude. It's probably true. Granny, could you help us out? <laughs> we're kind of we're kind of stuck and there's a nightmare after us. Um, we- persuasion. Okay. Uh, that is a 16. Well, I suppose if you promise to be good and not try to scam me out of my dreams, then I suppose I could go ahead and, and come down. We promise. Well, absolutely, we promise. Hold on. And she pops her head back inside the house. And you guys are sort of stuck waiting. Do you see him? He's, I don't see him anywhere. Can we look around? Yeah, perception checks, the both of you. Uh, that is a 14. That is a four. Uh, with a four, uh, Jean-Claude, you scan the area and nothing seems out of place. Ophelia, uh, you look in the opposite direction and don't see anything. But as you s- sort of scan the area that Jean-Claude is looking, you realize that sitting on the dead log, the dead or a decaying log, I should say, uh, waving in your guys' direction is the nightmare. Uh, You don't know how Jean-Claude didn't notice it, but uh, somehow uh, its stealth check with a five beat his perception check with a four. 
Jean-Claude, look, he's over there. He's actually, I think he's waving to you. Bullshit, I looked everywhere. He's not here. <laughs> and sure enough, as soon as uh, 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 Ophelia points in the direction of the camp, somehow you missed it, and uh, the nightmare just goes, no escape. Son of a bitch, you're good. I didn't even know you were there. <laughs> Maybe I am smarter than you. <laughs> I, think you're, I think you probably are. Uh, the nightmare hops up and starts to trot ever so slowly in your guys' direction. Uh, uh, the cabin now slinks down. Uh, the leg kind of curls up underneath the uh, the house. And you hear the kind of the ratcheting sounds of locks opening up on the front door. Oh, thank God. Hopefully we can get in fast. Oh, we, oh, we... oh, no, I just locked one of the doors again. Let me redo this. I need to start over from the beginning. And she relocks everything she had unlocked. Grandma, you're a wonderful lady, but uh, this is taking a lot longer than it probably should. Uh, you guys look back, and the nightmare is walking in your direction. How uh, far away is he? He's probably about 60 feet away from you. Okay. Hey, uh, walk slower, huh? That, that didn't work, I guess, right? Uh, he's still walking the same pace. No? Oh, okay. Well, I thought I'd try. Can I try hitting with a fire bolt? Slow him down? Sure. Alright. He definitely, I mean, even though he regenerates quickly, uh, he seems to take, like, damage from when you guys are doling out big damage. So, I mean, by all means. Alright, so I rolled a 26 to hit. Well, that's a hit. And then let's see what we got for damage. Ooh, it's a good start. Oh, 20 damage. Hot damn. Uh, Ophelia creates a ball of fire in her hand and launches it, like puts her hand out and launches the energy in the air. Uh, the slow moving form of the nightmare looks up just in time for the gout of flame to just smash him in the face. And he reels back a bit and all of the flesh and hair has just melted off. And it looks like a skull just perched atop the top part of a spinal column. It was a good hit. Hopefully it slows him down for a minute. This seems like we're going to be at this doorstep for a while. And the door slowly creaks open. Oh, thank God. Hi, Grandma. How are you? An aberration. Is that aberration with you, dream scam artists? No, he's not with us. He's, he's not, not dream scam artist. He's he's the, he's a scam artist. We're trying to get away from him. Uh, roll persuasion. Uh, nineteen. With a nineteen, she steps aside and lets you guys in. Do you head inside? Oh yeah. Yes. And she. Puts her hand out, uh, and the skull of the nightmare just kind of laughs and says, There's no escape, Jean-Claude. And she goes, Get the hell out of here, aberration! And he goes, Who the devil? And with a wave of her hand and whatever spell she cast, the nightmare is just obliterated into dust. The door what? closes. And she goes... Oh, those horrible, aberrant dream scam artists. They'll try to scam you right out of your dreams. That's exactly, well. How did exactly. you do that? Wow. Well, come inside, dears. Oh, thank you, Granny. You Gra Grandma, you're all enough. You're the, you're the greatest. We will, t we will fill you in on everything that's been happening. And uh, I really like you a lot. You're very great. Yes, yes, I'm the world's best grandmother. That's why I have this sweater. And sure enough, she's wearing a world's best grandmother sweater. Grandma, there are not enough exclamation points at the end of that. Oh, I have to redo it, I suppose, but there's only so much yarn. Fair enough. You know what? I'll buy you yarn next time I go to the yarn store. Oh, do they have yarn stores now? Yeah, I... we're going to... We're going to Rayburn Falls. I hear they have everything. Oh, I suppose. I've been making yarn myself from my own hair. Oh, Personal touch. I like it. You know it. what? It's, yeah, yeah, it's real good. <laughs> well, very unique gift. One of a kind. That is, uh, you 
Yeah, and you know what? It looks better on you. That's for sure. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, so did you guys want to fill her in on uh, some Pretty stuff? much everything since we left. Yeah, let's let her know everything that's happened. Hmm. So about the uh, passing through Flame Core Pass and getting stuck in that camp and having to do the fight and then Jean-Claude getting possessed. The city with the with uh, Arnold Payne. All of it. Lysander disappearing. Yeah. The tower. The pauldrons. Yep. The uh, and and then going into the dreams. I uh, yeah, she uh I uh, make uh both of you can make empathy checks, uh, insight checks, I should say. Uh, insight checks, and I can tell you a little bit more about her reactions throughout your story. Uh, that is a 22. Wow. Substantial difference. With an 8, she just listens uh, very patiently and nods along. Uh, with a 22, she seems sad when you mention that Lysander went missing, but she doesn't necessarily seem very surprised. Uh, Grandma... You, uh, so Lysander, he's missing. You're not surprised by this? Well, it's very sad to hear, honey. Uh, but sad things happen in all lives. That is one of the most basic tenets of destiny. Do you have any so idea you... what might have happened to him? She shakes her head and I. Uh, doesn't say anything, and it's hard to read her. You don't know if she's, you know, just doesn't know or doesn't want to say, but she doesn't really respond. Uh, but she kind of perks up when you uh, bring up Pyralis. This, you, uh, sorry. This spellcaster sent you into the land of dreams. Yeah, well, I mean... Yeah, kind of without us knowing. I mean, we knew, but at the same time, we didn't know when she was going to do it, and then we just kind of appeared in the dream. Well, that is very strange. The land of Nod should be very difficult to get to. I'm able to slightly deal with that dimension, but it's even something outside of my area of expertise. So this person had to be a powerful spellcaster, then. Incredibly powerful, to a scary level. I recommend you be very careful in your future dealings with this Pyralis. Oh, actually, she gave me something. I want to show you. And I pull out the the Uh, necklace. The necklace is not on you. Uh, It did not enter into the dream with you. Oh, well, I guess I don't know what happened to it then. That's weird. I wonder why it's not here. All the rest strange. of my stuff is here, right? Yeah, everything else. You look through your inventory, and you have everything else, but the uh, the necklace that she gave you that summoned her is not something that apparently goes into dreams. Oh, well, she said that I could make a deal, but I'd be able to see my sister. I won't tell you children what to do, but do be careful in your dealings with her. And Grandma Yelris steps up, and she uh, looks to you, uh, Jean-Claude. That nightmare is likely going to follow you. It still exists. I merely chased it away from my own dream. So what do I do? Well, we need to send you to somebody who knows an awful lot about spiritualism. Spiritualism, huh? So this dream, is it connected to the case here? I think that it might be, but I can't say for certain. Who do you suggest we go to? Honey, I think you already know the answer to that question. And she points a long, bony finger down the hall uh, to the door to her bedroom. The door is closed. I guess we're headed to the door to her bedroom. Okay, I guess let's go. Uh, and you guys step up and get to the door. And she says, goodbye. 
Thanks for your help, Granny. Yes, thank you so much. I still don't know where we're going. I don't either. I got, but I guess we should just trust her. Maybe we go to Pyralis? I don't know. Are you opening the door? Yeah, let's open the door. Let's open the door. You open the door and step inside. And as you step out uh, into a, a new dreamscape, Ophelia, this isn't anywhere you've ever been. Uh, it looks kind of run down and old. Not necessarily like run down in the sense that it's like not taken care of, but run down is in just it's such a like an ancient building that it's kind of hard to to gauge its age. Uh, Jean Claude, this is a very familiar building. This is the place where you grew up. The Monastery of Low Stone Fist. Oh, this is uh, this is where my mentor is. This is this is Stone Fist. He's the one who taught me everything I know about uh, well about me. You, do you think that's who we're here to see? Uh, you know, yeah. I don't know why I didn't think of it before, but yeah, he's the perfect person to know what to do. All right, let's go find him. So. <clears throat> Jean-Claude, uh, walking as if by just pure memory alone, you walk down a long hall, uh, and it leads to the the front door. And as you kind of stop at the front door and, and you know, sort of turn in that direction, uh, for the briefest of moments, you see what looked to be a, a man and a woman with, like, kind of, like, pockmarks all over their face. They look like they're sick or ill. They seem sweaty. They hold out a bassinet that has a baby in it, and the dwarf that is welcoming them at the door takes the bassinet with the baby, and the two forms just sort of fall in the doorway and don't move, and the image just sort of vanishes. Yeah, that, uh, I think that might have been me. You think the ba- the baby was you? Well, I was dropped off here. Um, I assume that probably was me. It is Lowe's dream. And uh, we're in it. Makes sense. Yeah, I guess it does add up. And you guys turn the corner and walk down another long hallway. And uh, it almost sounds like uh, like a, uh, an old gruff voice is like chastising a child for acting up. You can't really make out exactly what's being said, uh, but uh, Jean-Claude, it certainly sounds like low Stonefist's voice. Mm, that is definitely Master Stonefist. He used to yell at me all the time. I thought I was being funny, and I still had fun. But uh, but he used to yell at me. I frustrated that man so much. Uh, and you guys turn another corner, and enter into uh, like a, a big kind of open area. Basically, it's like a courtyard. And sitting atop a rock is an old, old dwarf. And this isn't an image like the one you saw before, uh, kind, of the, kind of the spectral images of, of memories that are lurking within the dream of Low Stonefist. Uh, this old dwarf has a long beard that kind of coils out and goes down to basically like his feet, though he's sitting cross-legged on the the stone with his eyes closed. Uh, Jean-Claude, he seems quite a bit older than last you saw him. Uh, It's been quite a few years since you had been at the monastery. Master Lowe, I've come back. I know it's been a very long time since I've seen you. I'm hoping you can help me like you have in the past. From behind low on this rock, as you guys have entered into this courtyard, on the opposite side, you see your nightmare walk out. (laughs) You know, I should have guessed that you'd eventually come crawling back to your master, Jean-Claude Pierre-Paul. Well, crawling back or not, uh, he's definitely a person who can help me. 
He's helped me before. <laughs> this old man can't help you. Even the old woman couldn't really help you. Just delay the inevitable. I think we'll let Master Lowe be the judge of that. And the old, old dwarf slowly opens his eyes. His hair is gray. His bushy eyebrows basically almost like cover up his eyes. Uh, and he sort of looks at the two of you in front of him. And then kind of stands up and turns to look at the, uh, the, the nightmare that's now entered into his dream. And the nightmare continues to walk up and uh, gets within probably about 30 feet and just kind of smugly smirks at you guys. Do you think your master can help us? I hope so. If anybody can, it would be him. He hasn't responded to you yet. Master Lowe. It's me. It's it's uh, Jean-Claude. And the old dwarf turns from the nightmare to look back at you, Jean-Claude. What's your AC? 16. The old dwarf grabs you by the head. And just like grapples you and holds your head tight. And the nightmare behind every, everything that's happening just goes, oh, oh, this is marvelous. Initiative checks, everybody. Oh, uh, lordy. Five. The nightmare laughs and says, oh, this is delicious. Uh, and uh, as he does so, uh, he holds out both of his arms, and you see that uh, both of his hands kind of transform into mouths. And teeth kind of yeah. gnash, and a tongue kind of wiggles its way out of each of the stumps of its arms. And says, yes, this is going to be delicious. Uh, Ophelia, it's your turn. Uh, I guess I'm gonna try to slow down the nightmare first. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit him with a firebolt. Absolutely. And that is a 17. With a 17, it looks like the 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 guard he had dropped before, as you were fighting him and just letting everything hit him, has now risen. And as you shoot a firebolt, the one of the mouths just reaches out and like almost eats it right out of the air. Oh, that's not good. Uh, I'm gonna. It's about thirty feet away from me. Uh, yeah, roughly. All right, I'm gonna back off another uh, fifteen feet, I guess. You back away from the uh, the master grappling Jean Claude. And uh, uh, the nightmare who's behind him. Jean-Claude, it's your turn. Uh, Master Lowe, uh, you're squeezing my head pretty hard here. Um, what's going on? He doesn't answer. Is there anything else you want to do? I guess I'll try and wiggle my way free. Escape artist, uh, what is it? Escape artist or athletics? Uh, oh, no, uh, acrobatics or athletics. Acrobatics, right. Sorry, uh, I'm going to do mixed up. acrobatics. Go right ahead. That is a 18. With an 18, you hold, try to squeeze yourself away from his grip, and you're stuck in place. Damn. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, going to... Uh... Tickle his armpits. No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you used an action already. You can't tickle his armpits till your next turn. No, I'm, I'm good. Um, well, I guess I will, you know, just hang out here in midair with my head being crushed. Sure. Your AC was 16? It certainly is. Natural 20. Wonderful. I, oh, great. The master headbutts you. 
that's double because of the crit. Uh, you take uh, 10 damage. Oh, Christ. That is unfortunate. We have not had any time to rest in between any of these fights. Well, I mean, unfortunate for you. Yeah. Oh, no, you're right. You're not wrong. Are you still standing? Oh, yeah. No, I'm still standing. Oh, good. Uh, he cracks you in the head with his own head. And the nightmare just starts laughing maniacally. And he, the uh, Master Low, lets go. And you kind of, tr- kind of like almost sink to your butt because you, you know, the head trauma you just took. <laughs> uh, kind of used to that by now. And the old, old dwarf looks down at you as you kind of, you know, are reeling. He says, you would not be used to it if you had listened to my lessons. You're not wrong. I've made a lot of mistakes. And uh, I'm still learning from them. And I'm hoping uh, you will have me back to teach me some more. The nightmare perks up and says, well, there'll be no time for lessons. I'm going to enjoy devouring you. Yeah, why don't you uh, devour yourself and uh, go fuck yourself too while you're at it? <laughs> and he just smiles and laughs. And the uh, the uh, your master sort of looks in the direction of the nightmare uh, and says. I don't think that you know where you are. I'm in the head of an old senile man. I have nothing to fear. And the nightmare goes to attack the old man. I... Let's see. Uh, He doesn't get to the old man this turn. Uh, Ophelia, it's your turn. Uh, If you want, you can make a perception check. All right, I'll go ahead and do that. Um, that is a 23. I, you see a source of light glowing. You think that it is utterly impossible for your friend Jean-Claude Pierre-Paul to notice it. Because it's coming out of his forehead, which was head-butted. I, I kind of gasped, like, Jean-Claude, your head! Yes, it's, it's still there. There it is. It, but it's it's all glowy now. I'm glowing? My head is glowing? Yeah. Do I notice it now? Uh, I mean, yeah, you kind of, like, it, there's light, but it doesn't feel like it's coming from you so much as just, like, above you or something. Uh, Jean-Claude, did you want to make a perception check with a bonus action? Sure, yeah. I like to know why my head's glowing. That is a 11. Within 11, you look up and you can't necessarily see the, you know, your own forehead. Uh, though when you look up, you see what looks to be like a series of halos above your head. Like golden rings of light. Um, I think I'm about to... Uh... Never mind. I was going to make a Dragon Ball Z joke, but I shouldn't do that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. We'll leave it at that. Uh, Ophelia, you technically have a standard action uh, left in a move. Anything you want to do otherwise? Yeah, I'm going to... Let's see. What what do I want to hit him with? I'm going to try hitting him with a guiding bolt. The nightmare? Yeah. Yeah. That's better. Uh, unnatural 20. Uh, with an unnatural 20, uh, once again, the one of the uh, the mouth hands reach out and just swallow up your guiding bolt whole, and Jeez. it evaporates into nothing. That's unpleasant. I'm going to back up another 15 feet. And you back off some more. Uh, oh, and then uh, as a bonus... A- oh, wait, I already did my bonus action. Never mind. Yes, you did. Uh, Jean-Claude, you used a bonus action to try to look up and see what this light was. Uh, you have a standard action left and a move. I do. I'm going to um, back off by Ophelia. 
You step back, and you're standing beside Ophelia. Okay, and as an action, I don't think we can actually hit this guy. I think it's just his hands, his mouth hands are going to keep swallowing up our stuff. So instead, I'm going to take a defensive action. Sure, you step back in front of Ophelia and put your cross your arms. Uh, the light seems to be kind of glowing a little brighter. The nightmare goes to lash out at the at Master Low, and in the blink of an eye, Low Stone Fist isn't necessarily just some old man standing there. He looks like he's like thirty feet tall, made of solid gold, and has like probably like eight arms on either side and with one of the giant arms just reaches down and clutches the nightmare lifts it up and then all the other hands just smash into it and then turns to dust that's a new one I haven't seen that trick before you left See, rather stage, you early learn that. I did I I left before my learning was, uh, before my, my training was completed. And, uh, that is, that is my loss. Low stone fist turns to look at you guys. And as he does so, he's no longer the giant golden, like man, God form that he was. It's like the master of this monastery. Uh, he's back to being this kind of frail old dwarf. And he walks up to you, uh, Jean-Claude, and he kind of rubs your forehead, and the light is no longer there, but you don't feel his trouble. You think that he got rid of the nightmare completely. I should have come to you sooner, Master. You you are certainly someone I should have uh, heeded the advice of much better than I have. Jean-Claude, I do not need your regrets. All I need you to know is that you always have a home here. And no matter what happens, you'll always be a child of the Stonefist Monastery. Thank you, Master Lowe. I appreciate that. And he kind of grabs you by the shoulder and pulls you in for a hug. And then you wake up. Jean-Claude, you're... Open your eyes. The sun is out. You're back near the ruins of Squallfire Village. Do I see Ophelia? Yeah. She's trancing, it looks like. But she flutters her eyes open. And she seems kind of as surprised to be here as you. Ophelia, how do you how do you feel? I I think I feel okay. Nothing. I like start moving my arms. Nothing feels weird. You guys have uh, full health. You have your key points back. It's as if you got a full night of sleep. Ooh. Well, that is. Uh, I feel good huh. as new, actually. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Uh, and you got to. Uh, did you do you remember everything that happened there? Do you remember meeting uh, Master Lowe and all that? Yeah, and your head was glowing. Yeah, that that and, was something, right? And uh, he smashed that guy. Jean Claude, your uh, uh, forehead is doesn't necessarily glow anymore, but you do have like a uh, like almost what looks to be like a scar on your forehead where Master Lowe had headbutted you, and the light came from. Huh. I, I reach up and add it, and I'm like, oh, where did that come from? Huh? And I noticed, and then I, yeah. Well, I guess this dream was uh, a lot more real than we anticipated. I guess so. But hey, uh, that guy's gone now. Yeah, I don't hear any voices anymore, which is which is nice. I've had a, I've had a lot going on in my head for the past uh, few weeks. Yeah, you should stop letting people live in there. Yeah, it's not great. No rent. I didn't make any money off of it. It was terrible. Oh, always charge up front. I know. I know. And you know what? I'm not giving them the security deposit back either. No, I'd keep it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of cleanup. 
Both of you make perception checks. Nine. Fifth, uh, Sixteen. Uh, with a nine, you see that the camp is still there. It looks like the tent that uh, Thucydides had used is still up. It looks like the campfire that was there was never put out. Uh, but you do not see uh, Pyralis or Thucydides anywhere. Uh, with a 16, was it, uh, uh, Jean-Claude? Yes. With a 16, uh, you spot over a hill, not very far from where you're at, the remains of the undead devil sword. Do you see that over there? Take a look over there. That's a that's a that's a big ass dead devil sword zombie devil sword thing. I'm the, who took the care of it. Uh, if you guys want, you can make a medicine check on the uh, uh, undead devil sword, and if you want, you can also make a survival check on the camp. Okay, which one do you want? Medicine check I'll or take, survival? I'll take medicine. Okay, I do survival. Uh, 15 for medicine. Jesus, that's a 6 for survival. Uh, a 6 for survival. You see the tracks in the camp. You see the tracks kind of moving around the camp, maybe even up to around the Devil Sword. Uh, but you don't see them leaving the camp. Like, there's no trail that that you can find that leads out into the woods. It's as if they just sort of vanished from the spot they were at. Uh, with a 15 uh, for your medicine check, the wounds that would be on the body are the ones that you saw before when it was undead. This thing fell apart without taking any damage. That's weird. So nothing killed it. Really? Nothing. Yeah, nothing destroyed it. I mean, the, the, the wounds... Like, all the bolts that were in it and everything, and the big gaping hole in its, like, uh, uh, upper body where, like, the body had slid in its mouth and then slid right out after swallowing it. That's still all, of course, there. Uh, but, yeah, it's as if it just sort of fell to pieces without anything happening. If you want, you can make an arcana check. I might be able to tell you more. Okay. Uh, 16. With a 16, it's as if the spell that was controlling it was canceled, ended, and the zombie fell to pieces. Jean-Claude, do you think that had anything to do with us? Maybe, maybe. Something was trying to keep us here? Maybe Pyrellis animated this thing as an excuse to keep us here to go get the pauldrons. Yeah, Granny said not to trust her. Yeah, Granny has been right so far. Yeah. I look to see if I still have that, that necklace now. It is around your neck. Or it was where you left it, I should say. Uh, I don't know if you would put it on your neck or not. No, I'm, I'm keeping it in a, like wrapped up in my bag. Maybe put it in the uh, bag of holding? Yeah, that's probably... Well, no, I kind of wanted to keep it on my person. Okay, hey. Uh, it's your, your thing. So, yeah, I... Uh, if you guys want, make an intelligence check, and I might be able to help you piece together a little more stuff. Is 17. Well, in true JCPP fashion, I rolled a 2. Sounds about right. Uh, mm -hmm. Jean-Claude, you can't really make too much sense of this. Uh, Pyrolis, of course I can't. Pyrolis is suspicious. That's about all you get out of this. No, look at the look of my head. I got a scar here. I got to hit even harder this time. Uh, but uh, for you, Ophelia, things start to kind of piece together. Uh, when you guys arrived in this area, the undead devil sword kind of chased you into this area, but would not come into this uh, part of the, the, uh, the land. Pyralis and Thucydides, Thucydides seemed very naive about it, but said, yeah, that thing has been skulking around, but won't come here. We must be safe. Pyralis didn't say much, just that, hey, I need you to go get these pauldrons. I can't go myself. I have to keep the portal open. But when you arrived, the tower was weakening undead spellcasters. 
you start to get oh. the sinking suspicion that Pyralis is an undead spellcaster of some sort, and you think that she might have been the one to animate the devil sore, which is incredibly terrifying because zombies and skeletons, sure, yeah, that's easy enough to control, but an undead Tyrannosaurus, that's another matter. That takes some bit of magic. Especially if she was also casting other spells, like portals and spells to send you into your own dreams. She must be very powerful. I feel John claude in on all this. Oh, we done got got. I think so. I'm worried about Thucydides now. Well, I don't know if Pyrellis had anything to do with Thucydides, but uh, he was missing long before we met them. Well, Thucydides had been picked up out of that camp by Pyralis, according to him, uh, which would technically give opportunity for that conversation that you saw Pyralis. Oh, Thucydides, sorry, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I was thinking uh, Lysander. Oh, gotcha. Uh, But yeah, the more you think about it, uh, you guys weren't sure if that conversation ever happened between Zyklon and Pyralis. Well, if she had gone to get Thucydides out of that uh, camp, she would have been there. She may have had that conversation with Zyklon. Yeah, now I'm very worried about Thucydides. And as I described, there are no footprints from either of them that lead out of the camp. It's as if they both vanished into thin air. And it looks like Thucydides' stuff, his tent, his, you know, his packs, his gear is all still here, but the pauldrons of endless night are not. Think she, she thinks she wanted the pauldrons for herself? Uh, yeah, that's, uh, I'm dumb, but uh, I'm not that dumb. I'm pretty sure uh, it was all a ruse to uh, for her to get the pauldrons. And I don't think there was anything Thucydides could do to stop her. No, she seems way too powerful. I wonder if there's anything in Thucydides' stuff about what the pauldrons are for. Investigation. Or any any information about his brother or anything. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 19 for investigation. I had a... 8. With an 8, you find, uh, you know, the the gist of his stuff. So you guys have a tent if you want it, uh, a sleeping bag, you find uh, an explorer's kit, uh, just like a basic kit of gear, like from the player's handbook if you want it. Uh, at the very least, it's all stuff that can go into the bag of holding. Yep. Uh, but aside from that, uh, Jean-Claude, you find a uh, few history books that seem interesting. Uh, and then, uh, uh, Ophelia, you find a journal. It looks to be from Thucydides. Oh, I think this is his journal. I wonder what's inside. I like turn to like the last couple pages. Sure, the last page, uh, last couple pages. Uh, you speak draconic, right? Yes, I thought you did. Okay, yeah. it is in draconic, uh, and I, uh, it's him. It looks like this was written just the previous night as you guys were going to bed. Uh, in summary, not word for word, but just so I can kind of summarize, uh, Thucydides is uh, excited that he has the pauldrons, that he's going to be able to help out his brother. Uh, he mentions that you guys were, you know, unsure when you wanted to go into your own dreams. Uh, and he makes note of how he's a little concerned that Pyralis cast the spell as you guys began to sleep in trance and set you off on your way. Uh, and then basically said in his journal that uh, he's going to, uh, that Pyralis wants to talk to him. And that's the end of his journal entry. I think she put us in this trance so that she could whisk away Thucydides. Although, with her spellcasting power, I don't know why she would bother. It's not like she couldn't have taken all three of us. She can reanimate a devil sore. I don't know. Maybe, maybe um... Maybe it's just maybe easier? It's just easier. I didn't feel like dealing with 
dealing with us. Maybe she didn't anticipate us escaping the dreams. I don't know. That uh, could be. She probably... Did she have a good idea of what was in your head? Did she say? She I don't she, remember. She said she didn't, but uh, what can we believe from her? Yeah, maybe she knew. I, Ophelia, as you kind of thumb through the, the rest of the journal, I, you spot uh, an entry uh, from quite a, quite a bit ago. Uh, it states that uh, Thucydides went to the city of Rayburn Falls and spoke with his uh, brother Thelonious. Uh, this is, of course, the brother that seems to be in trouble. And uh, the only other thing that catches your attention about the, the you know, because at that time he was just going to do research into uh, a phrase called the City of Endless Night. Uh, and then in a, it seems like he wrote it in a, maybe a different kind of ink or at a later date. Uh, it says not city, but armor. Uh with that under you know underlined, uh, but uh, there's a few little notes that catch your attention. Uh, it states that Thelonious is currently doing a job, that he's currently in a residence uh, called uh, the Mertiel Auberge, and he has two allies. One lists uh, half elf, uh, demon hunter. And the other lists a high elf rogue. Well, it says high elf and then magic user question mark. And then that's crossed off and it says high elf thief. So it looks like Thucydides' brother had a, had a couple of accomplices uh, or a couple of associates he was working with. Uh, yeah. I suppose, uh, suppose they did. I mean, maybe one of them is, uh, Juliana Blightcaller. I don't know. Well, it's a half-elf demon hunter. That doesn't sound like other one's weird. A high-elf, he wrote magic user, but then he crossed it out. And maybe she forgot how to do magic? Usually we don't forget, usually us elves don't forget things. Okay, fair enough. I don't know. Not using magic, anyway. My sister could do a little bit. Do you think it's her? She's in Rayburn Falls. Oh, that's a good point. Oh, I can't imagine she would get wrapped up in something like that. Your sister, well, Ophelia? I uh, Last you had heard, she had gone to a magic school and then supposedly had passed away. She had been te- uh, learning under the uh, the powerful wizard uh, uh, Everwinter. I don't know. Maybe we maybe we should find them. Well, let's if go nothing check out else, the, we should the Mertilo Bersh. Yeah. If nothing else, we should tell this Thelonious what happened to his brother. He's probably worried. It's probably a good idea, and we have to go there anyway, so we might as well start someplace there. Yeah, I guess maybe we, we head out. I mean, we're, we're kind of fresh and, and ready to go. Oh, I'm ready. Uh, Jean-Claude, you did find that history book. Did you want to look through that? Yeah, let's look through the history book. Sure. Uh, it looks like this is uh, old draconic legends. Uh, some of it is written in draconic, uh, but other passages are written in common. And so between the two of you, uh, you can kind of browse through uh, it looks like there is a lot of information on the armor of endless night. Okay, maybe we read about this. This armor, it says. Uh, uh, Thucydides mentions armor of endless night, uh, and looks like there's books here on it. Maybe let's uh, read up and see what we can find out. Absolutely. Okay, let's take a minute and look it over. So, I. Uh, as far as that goes, uh, with this book, you guys are able to make either Arcana or History checks with advantage on the subject of the Armor of Endless Night. I'm uh, straight crap with either, so uh, it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> uh, I'll take History. Go okay, ahead and Arcana roll with is. advantage. Oh, oh. Uh, 19. 
Oh, in a wonderful turn of events, a natural 20 in Arcana. <laughs> so between the two of you, uh, you guys find out quite a bit. Uh, well, first off, I suppose I should ask, is there anything in particular you want to know first and foremost about the Armor of Endless Night? Or do you just want to run down first and then details from there? I guess run down first, then details. Agreed. Sure. So the Armor of Endless Night was forged uh, by the uh, uh, the Dragon Empire of Arcosia uh, long, long ago. During this time, uh, the uh, the creator of it was kind of at a loss for how he could make powerful armor when a warrior named Tytherian sacrificed himself to be a part of the armor. And it became the sort of the mark of the king. The, the dragonborn that wears this armor is sort of destined to, to sort of fulfill the blood oath uh, of the these dragonborn people that want to reforge their dragon empire. Uh, there are seemingly ties to the Bloodbane family as well. You think that they had been backing this um, this sort of uh, kind of resurgence of the empire, uh, you know, from some time ago. Is so there? It seems like our buddy Arnold. Uh, oh, that's Arnold Payne. Never mind. Scratch it. I was going to say Bloodbane, but no. Wow, Where you is? really did take a hit to the head. I'm not so, <laughs> I'm not so smart. I'm not so smart at all. I wonder if there's anything in here about the the pauldron specifically. Uh, so why they were here? You don't necessarily see uh, why the pauldrons were here. Uh, you only can tell from the book that the armor of endless night was scattered and the pieces were hidden away. But You're the pauldrons sure. were definitely part of the part of the armor, huh? The pauldrons definitely seem to be a part of the armor of endless night. So someone's assembling this. This seems uh, like a bad my money's thing. On, my money's on Pyralis trying to assemble it. It certainly seems so, that but, way. But the uh, Thucydides' brother was also looking for it. You don't think he was trying to assemble it, do you? I don't know. We should probably find out. From what you can tell, the armor of Endless Night is uh, sort of a uh, uh, an incredibly important thing to Dragonborn kind. You don't know that it's something Thucydides just like set out to do, but you do think that there's something kind of innate in the blood of Dragonborn that kind of calls out to them when it comes to this armor. Hmm. Okay. I guess we'll just have to go to Rayburn Falls and see what we can find. Well, we're headed there anyway. We might as well check things out. So you yeah, guys, after we drop this case off, I want to look for my sister. I don't know. Maybe we look first and then drop the case off. Oh, I'm not going to argue with that. So you guys pack up all your stuff, throw the, the remains of the, the camp and Thucydides' belongings into your you know bag of holding. And you guys start to leave the area. And as you guys kind of reach the tree line, as the sun is rising in the distance, uh, you kind of look back at the pile of, of undead Tyrannosaur, the, the destroyed village, and the remains of the camp where Pyralis and Thucydides were. And you get kind of a... a kind of a nasty feeling in the back of your guys' throats as you guys turn and start heading north towards Rayburn Falls. And that's where we're going to go ahead and pause today's session.
Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. This show is brought to you by listeners like you. If you wish to support the show, go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. From there, you'll be able to gain excellent perks, like a behind-the-scenes show for Noobs and Dragons. We thank you for your patronage.